It's time for a bedtime story. Today's Christmas bedtime story is The Christmas Fox by Leslie Rawlinson. The fox was very lonely and expecting to spend Christmas Eve hidden away all alone under the old shed. Everything changes though after a very unexpected encounter with a small prickly friend. Together they set off on a journey following a bright star in the sky. They have a few surprises on the way and a special Christmas treat awaits them at the end. Christmas Fox. The young fox sat beside the old park bench, looking down on the town below. Street lamps gave an orange glow over the frosty streets, and brightly coloured lights twinkled and flashed from windows and gardens. Fox had never heard of Christmas, and he found all the lights a bit scary. Also, they lit up the dark corners where he usually rummaged for food. So tonight, he'd retreated to the edge of town to hunt. He scratched his ear and yawned. It was getting late and the night was cold and frosty, but he still felt hungry. It was too soon to go back to his lonely old shed to sleep. Perhaps there would be some scraps in the bins beside the benches but he wasn't very hopeful. Standing up, Fox stretched and shook himself. He was just about to set off when the sound of singing voices approaching made him slink back into the nettles and long grass. Fox had never heard carol singers, but as he hunched down, he thought it was a beautiful sound. Do you mind? snapped a muffled voice. I'm trying to sleep and your tail is tickling me. Fox whirled round and appeared into the grass. Who's that? One more step back and you'll get a nasty shock, the voice informed him. Fox sniffed cautiously into the grass. Ouch! Told you. Before Fox could say any more, the carol singers passed close by, chatting and laughing. As the torchlight flashed over the grass where he lay, he spotted a brown prickly ball close beside him. Aha! Go away, grumbled the prickles. What are you? asked Fox, curiously poking his nose to this unusual creature. I've never seen a talking ball of prickles before. There was a sigh. And to Fox's surprise, the prickles slowly unravelled to reveal a small brown snout and two bright button eyes. I'm a hedgehog, it snapped. A very tired hedgehog. Though how I'm supposed to sleep with all this noise as well as being sat on by a nosy fox, I don't know. Sorry, I only wanted to be your friend. 
Fox turned away sadly and slunk back to his place by the bench. After a minute he heard a sigh and muffled grumbling. Then a small brown shape came bumbling over the grass to join him. Can't sleep, explained Hedgehog grumpily. Fox felt a warm glow of happiness and even thought of snuggling up to his new friend until he remembered the prickles. Shall we have an adventure? he asked. An adventure? squeaked Hedgehog. What are you talking about? Hedgehogs don't go for adventures in the middle of winter. We sleep. Fox stared up into the sky. It's that star over there, he explained. Which star? That one. Fox raised a paw and pointed to a beautiful star which glowed brighter than any other in the distant night sky. We could go and find it. Hedgehog looked at Fox as if he'd gone mad. In case you hadn't noticed, he began, hedgehogs do not fly. Neither do foxes. Fox shook his head. No, we can follow it though. I want to see where it takes us. He glanced down at the bemused hedgehog. You can ride on my back, as long as you haven't got a spiky tummy. Hedgehog was about to say he was going to do nothing of the sort, when he too glanced up at the star. There was something special about it. It gave him a funny, warm feeling inside. A few minutes later, Fox was trotting down the side of the hill away from the town, towards the woodland at the bottom. Clinging onto his back was Hedgehog, eyes firmly closed as he was bumped along. As they crossed the field towards the trees, a silent white shape drifted overhead. There was a piercing screech. Then the shame shape came to rest on the branches of a tree. It was the barn owl. What are you doing? He hissed, bobbing his head in surprise. We're following a star. Which star? That one. Fox raised his paw, and with a squeak, Hedgehog fell off his back, bouncing like a prickly football in the frosty grass. Do you mind? he snapped crossly, as Fox lay down to let him scramble back on. I'm coming too, announced the barn owl, as he rose into the air, and with silent wings drifted gracefully ahead of them. On they went through the woodland the barn owl gliding above Fox and Hedgehog slinking through the trees. As they came out on the other side, there was a loud grunt, and out of a hole in the ground appeared a large black and white striped face. Badger, for that is who it was, looked at them in surprise. What are you doing? he growled. We're following a star. Which star? That one. Fox raised his paw, and with a squeak, Hedgehog fell off and bounced among the tree roots. 
Do you mind, he sighed, scrambling back on once again. I'm coming too, said Badger. And they set off once more, with Barn Owl drifting overhead and Badger lumbering along behind Fox and Hedgehog. Across the fields they went, following the star. Soon they came to the river, flowing silently along, with the moonlight making flickering patterns on, their sur on the surface. It wasn't long before they came to a bend in the river. The trees parted and they stopped. There, in a clearing, stood a beautiful fir tree. It seemed to be alive with colour and light, its branches lit by glowworms and sparkling berries. Fir cones dusted with snow shimmered among the branches. Frost and ice hung like tinsel and the tree was bathed in magical starlight. All the animals of the woodland and fields were gathered around, gazing in wonder as Fox, Hedgehog, Badger and Barn Owl joined them. A Christmas tree, whispered Hedgehog. I've never seen one before. He wriggled closer to Fox's ear. Thank you for bringing me. You are a very good friend. A very good friend indeed, rumbled Badger, as all the animals crowded round. Fox felt a warm, happy feeling run from the end of his nose to the tip of his tail. Whatever Christmas was, he knew it was wonderful, and he'd found some very special friends to share it with. He would never feel lonely again. So that was The Christmas Fox by Leslie Rawlinson and Leslie joins us today. So welcome, Leslie. Thank you. It's lovely to be here. It's such a beautiful story. Is there a particular children's author who inspires you to write these stories? Um, when it came to this particular story, um, I was thinking back to Alice Nutley, believe it or not, who, when I was very small and OK, later when my children were small, um, she was one of our favourite writers, the, uh, the Little Grey Rabbit books, and um, she writes in there, she brings these woodland characters to life. And there was, there was one which I think was called um, Little Grey Rabbit's Christmas, and it had a similar kind of theme to it. And I thought, yeah, this, this, is, this is one that I would like to try and put my, my kind of um, version of out there. So you're clearly a wildlife lover then, I think, aren't you? So does wildlife oh, feature, yes. feature in many of your stories? Yes, it does. Um, particularly in the first collection of my stories, um, The Tales from the Woodpecker Tree, there's, there's quite a few there which have uh, wildlife in. The, the woodpecker crops up in um, two or three of the stories. Um, and it's just the idea of if you were sitting somewhere watching the world around you what you would see you know to encouraging children if you like to to look out for the birds the animals what's going on in the world around them 
um, yeah, I do write other stories as well, but the the um, the wildlife and the environment and the countryside, um, I, I I do like to to make the children aware of it and to look out for it themselves. I know it's really beautiful to see that during lockdown they all came out, didn't they? There was yes. less traffic, yeah. less pollution, yeah. and they kind of made an appearance, and it was really lovely to see. And, oh, um, it was. Yeah, really beautiful. And one programme I'm quite addicted to at the moment is Autumn Watch. <laughs> oh, yeah. You watch oh, yeah. It. I do. You can get lots of ideas from that, can't you? Oh, um, yes. So for our listeners that maybe don't know about the woodpecker tree, can you tell us a bit more about that? Yes, the um, first collection of stories that I had published, we decided to call Tales from the Woodpecker Tree. Um which linked to the fact that it was a family story that my mother used to sit in a tree when she was a little girl reading the uh, reading her books or maybe writing stories herself i don't know but uh, it was a place to go to escape from everybody else brothers and sisters and such yeah. like and it, it just gave, gave me the idea when i was trying to think of a name for the the collection and so the woodpecker tree was born from that and i've written two books and the third one is on the way so um we've got tales from the woodpecker tree christmas tales from the woodpecker tree and at some point maybe next year uh, magical tales from the woodpecker tree lovely <laughs> oh we'll look out for that one then so you used to be a teacher i believe leslie tell us a bit more I about did. that i taught for over 30 years um I started, believe it or not, in secondary education, teaching English, but I, I was trained as a primary school teacher and I went back to teaching in primary and I found my, the place where I was happiest, teaching in reception and year one. Lovely, um, lovely ages, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and so much, um, so much inspiration for me when I came to write stories. Yes, definitely. When Working with the children, we used to spend hours making up stories together. Yeah. And uh, some of them laid the, the foundations for the, the stories I was going to write later. Oh, that's and they were a good sounding board too. If I'd written something, I'd read it to them. And if they liked it, I knew that it had worked. You know, it, was, it, it worked like both ways. Yeah, because there's, um, they take no prisoners, do they, young ones? Oh, yeah. If they don't like it, they will just stay or they'll just wander off and start playing and you've, you've lost them then, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Definitely. So, you know, we know your audience. Definitely. So the story has a really lovely message uh, of friendship about mm. it. Um, so do you try to create stories with a, with a morale or, or messages in that way? Um, yes, I think I try to because it, it's always nice to say when you, as I used to do when I was teaching, uh, you know, I'd put the story down and say, well, what did, what did we find out about, you know, Little Bear or whoever in that story? Um, and I do try to get a message across, whether it's like the one we've just read, which is about friendship and finding friends, uh, about sharing things and making people welcome. I, I, I do try as far as uh, possible to, to have some, uh, some kind of message, it, it, you know, just a, a little one. It helps it go along. Definitely. And do you find, of course, we're, we're fast approaching the Christmas season. Do you feel inspired to write more Christmas stories at this time of year? Um, yeah, I love writing Christmas stories. I, I, you know, I just love the atmosphere of it. There's so much potential. I mean, in, in Christmas Tales from the Woodpecker Tree, we've got um, 
a couple like the Christmas Fox, which focus on wildlife. We've got others um, which have a, a, a different slant, but I love the whole atmosphere of Christmas. And I think it does inspire you to write. And it's lovely. I remember one, I, there was, I had a collection uh, of Christmas stories, which, because I have a bag full of, of books, which I had for my own daughters. And I've never parted with them, the Christmas storybooks. Um, there's one in particular, which was just a, a hardback book full of short stories about Christmas. And it is amazing how many different ways you can approach the theme. Yeah, it's, definitely. Uh, it's lovely. So for, the, for our listeners, you can't see, but Leslie has a fabulous Christmas jumper on and she's got the <laughs> Christmas tree up in the background and it looks well, fantastic. I, I had to get in the mood, didn't I? Yes, yes, <laughs> set the mood. scene, set the scene. Oh, it's been really lovely talking to you, uh, Leslie. So for our listeners then, where can we purchase these fabulous Christmas books, uh, The Christmas Fox and The Woodpecker Tree series? And uh, how can they get in touch with you? The, the books are all, all available on Amazon. Um, and also, uh, via, if you wanted a signed copy from me or you wanted to order from me, you can go to my website, Leslie Rawlinson, author uk and you can order from there wonderful well i wish you all the best in your future endeavors in writing and we look forward to hearing more christmas stories in the future thank you very much bedtime stories is sponsored by team author uk independent publishers if you have a fabulous story to tell, get in touch as they excel at helping writers just like you. Visit their website at www.teamauthoruk.co.uk or on their social media platforms at Team Author UK.